Hey there, welcome to the Unlimited Podcast. My name's James Marriott. Thank you for joining us as we delve once again into the business world of South Yorkshire. The Unlimited Podcast is recorded, edited and produced by wearesoundmedia.com and hosted on Captivate.fm, the easiest way to host your podcast. Right, unless you've been living under a rock, you've probably noticed that we're in the midst of some, well, rocky times. Lots of talk of recession and, well, I think it's fair to say for most people, there are uncertain times ahead. So on this episode, we're looking at how businesses can navigate economic downturns. We've got Hayden Fox, the South Yorkshire sales geek, to give us some top tips on what to be doing now to help make sure you can ride out whatever is ahead. Wherever you are in business, some really good stuff in this. Hi, I'm Hayden Fox and um, I'm a sales geek. I've been in sales over 20 years, um, 10 years of them at senior level um, in the corporate world. And, the, and what I'm doing now is transferring that experience so I can um, help the small business community. Uh, you seem well placed to, to to help us with this this topic that we're that we're tackling today, which is it's a very overarching subject area. But this idea of where we are at the moment, so many um, businesses um, are, are facing challenging times. I think is, is is fair to say. Obviously, you're working with with businesses day in day out. What what's your kind of take on um, what the feeling is out there at the moment? What are your clients saying to you? It's mixed. It's not affecting everybody straight away, but some people are worried about the where we're going to be in a few months. Where they are now, they're in a good position, but they're worried about the longer-term pipeline that they've got in place there. There's some people that are obviously, especially the startups, you know, where they are and the most recent startups, they they have more of a worry where, you know, where the short-term wins are going to be. But there's definitely a nervousness in the market is the best way to put it. But we've been in this position before, you know, a number of times, you know, during previous recessions and the initial fear never seems to materialise further down the line as bad as what people are expecting it. And that's because people do the right things up front Mm -hmm. because of the fear that they're thinking further down the line, they're putting the things in place now to make sure, you know, to mitigate what's going to be happening further down and and it does work. I think what you say is so true, isn't it? That we, we all, whenever this comes round, we kind of talk about it almost as if it's never happened before. And this this is the way that business works. You know, we, we do have this, you know, some people call it boom and bust, but, you know, we have the good times and that means that inevitably every so often we go through something like this. Naturally, for a lot of people out there, it will be the first time they've had to navigate it while they've been in, in business. You talk there about doing the right things and that's really one I kind of constantly on really and kind of try and draw that out of you in, in terms of what those things are uh, that people can be doing now to kind of you know help them navigate through through this I know this is difficult for you because you you obviously when you're working with a, a business it is a specific business and you can give them very um, kind of bespoke and, and exact sort of advice we're talking about this on a much wider scale today but I guess so much of, of, of this stuff applies in, in some way or another to most if not all businesses um, out there so you've prepared some top tips for us which hopefully you know are, are those things that, that that people should be thinking about looking at now to make sure that they kind of uh, are in the best position to to ride whatever we do have that's that, that's coming for um for businesses so do you want to give us your first first tip yeah so just to put a bit of context on this as well is when i've been talking to businesses when i'm out there as well you know networking and speaking to them on a daily basis 
a lot of people tend to go straight to marketing right. and throw a net out and just like, oh, I need to spend more on lead generation, I need to spend more com- more on market, which has its value and has its place if it's done right with a structure behind it. A lot of businesses don't have that fundamental structure behind it before they start going to market and shouting about themselves. Right. So that's that's where this model is going to be based on. It'll okay. be based around having that structure so then when you go to market, you're hitting the right people at the right time and talking about, about the right things. So for the first one, it is knowing why people buy from you. Okay. Understanding what your message is, your value proposition, your business. What is it, you know, what is it that you're doing for your customer? One thing to remember when we're talking about this as well is it's about your client, your customer, your prospect. It's not about you. Yeah. They do not care about you. At this point in time, they don't care. They just want to know what you can do for them. So if your messaging is just going out there, we do this, 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 and this, if you don't hit the right note in the first two points, you're going to turn them off straight away. And that's it, whether it's a, whether you're talking to them, whether it's um, in an email, or you're going to lose it, whether it's your message that's going out there to the market. So you need to understand what you offer your customer, the gains that you offer them, and also the pain reliefs that you offer them. That's key in your messaging that, that you're going out there. And is, is your business based on relationship, for example? Well, if that's there, you've got your model there already, the message and the value that you need to be putting out there and the messaging that you need to be putting out there. It's got to be based on that. And it's got to be consistent. If you keep coming off that path, people are going to get confused about what you're about. Okay. If there is anyone that's that's listening that this is kind of resonating with them in terms of thinking i think i am falling foul of this a little and maybe my messaging is about me rather than what the people that i work with gain from from what i what i do what where should they start how do they go about kind of reframing that is it as simple as going to your existing clients and chatting to them and 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 getting you know their take on what they see that they get out of of you and that becomes your messaging yes that is the first key thing you have to do you have to understand how people view you right you speak to a lot of businesses and people have their own opinion of what they do which some people can be defensive of the businesses and what they've done and the skill set, which totally understand, you know, and, and and that's all part of running a business and what you're going to offer your client. But you need to go out there and ask, if you've got teams in your business, ask your teams. Often there's a difference between what leaders think and what teams that potentially could be doing more of the day-to-day tasks believe is the value. So understand that as well and then go out and speak to your customers, your clients. And also look at where you've lost it's not just about where you've won and what you've done well. Where have you lost? And have a look at that. And, you know, because there'll be reasons why you've lost. So you need to make sure that you're, you know, you're not, that's not happening again. You know, you're understanding that and you're putting countermeasures in place so it doesn't happen in the message you're putting out there. Do things like um, kind of uh, you know, anonymous feedback surveys and things like that, do, do you think they work? Is, is, is the value in, in, in doing something like that? There's a place in the market for them. You may not get many back. Mm-hmm. Ideally for me, if your relationships are where they should be with your clients, just have that conversation over the phone, you know, when you're visiting them. It doesn't take long. It's a brief conversation. And when you start talking about it, you'll be surprised how many people are more than happy to give you that feedback. Okay. Good tip then to um, to start things off. Let's move on to tip number two. So... Tip number two, so you've got your messaging now, you know what your proposition is, you know what the customers want to see. The next stage is then, is who are your customers? 
that needs to be targeted. There's a common theme that people try and throw out a big net into the market and hopefully they'll something will come back to them. You need to spend the time building that target customer, that target client profile or what, or what it could be. And it, I could sit here and list a million different things of what it could include in it. It all depends on what market you're in, you know, you, what, what your offering is. It's It can be totally different. It could be on industry, it could be on demographics, you know, geography, where they're based, turnover, et cetera, number of people for this. But then it could also come down to your gains and the pain points that they've got. Through that, then you'll you'll be able to narrow down your focus of where you're going. Um, I've got a method that I use that we it's a point scoring method, and what you end up is a league table of potential clients. Mm-hmm. So rather than having a long list of two, three hundred clients that right, I need to get to them all. Once you've done that scoring list, you'll literally have ten, twenty at the top that are prime targets of what you're going after. And if you're messaging right and you're hitting the right audience, you're actually spending less time should be gaining more because you're hitting the right people with that right message every time it's it's this is a really interesting um point i find particularly interesting for 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 two things firstly it's it's a process that i kind of went through with with my own um business um you know offering um podcast setup and podcast services but then it's also something i go through with clients because who the uh, audience is for a podcast is a, a very kind of niched version of of this and in theory it should be quite straightforward when i'm doing this work with with clients because they should be clear on who they're targeting for the the wider sort of business purposes and the podcast just kind of forms part of that i'm quite surprised at how many people don't have that clarity in terms of what is the audience who is it that you're trying to to talk to and that that kind of response of well it's kind of everyone is it makes it it's it's natural i can understand why people say that but it's such a, a a bad place to be isn't it because if you kind of think if you think about um again let's bring this down to the podcast terms your target audience for a podcast is everyone and you go well go on then go and go and find everyone go and get everyone to listen it's it's too much it's too daunting and and then once you start narrowing that down you get a better understanding of 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 who they are and from a from a podcast perspective i'm a fan of going down this route of of kind of having almost an avatar build up a, a real clear picture almost like an actual physical picture of who it is that you're talking to who is your ideal perfect listener give them a name give them a family you know give them hobbies and and when you sit down to record a podcast you talk to them you're talking directly to them you know it's it's a similar sort of thing that that you're talking about there isn't it it's it's how you approach pretty much every element of your business becomes so much clearer if you really know who it is that you're trying to reach yeah and you'll find as well you know I like the you know the as you described it then as an avatar you know that's what what it builds up that there's yes you start off with the smaller chunks and it becomes this big chunk then went right that's what I need to go after that's an ideal way of looking at it so um, there's one client that I'm dealing with recently and he was of the similar opinion um, when I went to speak to him I sat down and spoke about his business where it was and we had this conversation about right who's your ideal client and the answer was well everybody okay so how do you tap that market? And then it went through a process of how he's trying to narrow it down. And at the end of the point, it was actually doing nothing because it was that complicated and that, you know, it was such a big task that actually he found it too much and he was actually doing nothing. And his, actually, his words were, but we've done that for the last 10 years. That's what I've known, you know. So then to 
just tweak a few little things, put a, you know, a couple of little things, change his mindset that worked with him as well, because it has to work for that person. It's not fitting a person into a box, it's, it's, it's finding a box for that person that works for them. And we've put that in place and now he's got pure clarity. And it's not just, one thing, one thing I get out of it as well, it's not just, you know, we can talk process all day long and the rest of it. What it did from him from emotional state, it's taken that stress, you know, away from him. It's taken some pressure off his shoulders. When he gets up on a morning, now he knows what he's doing. Yeah, he's not sitting at his desk blind, stressing. You know, he's got all these things going around in his head. He knows where he's at and he knows what he's going after. And that's that's key for it, especially when you're a small business owner. You know, in SMEs, you want more people around you. You know, more teams that can um, that can share the load. When you're on your own doing it, it's a lot harder. Yeah, yeah. A couple of really good points so far then. Um, what's number three? So number three on there is follow-up. Right. Make sure you're following up. It seems obvious, but it doesn't always happen. Nobody likes prospecting. I'll say that now. Even people that are excellent at it, there isn't many that like prospecting. Okay. But they do it, and they have a plan it into your diary. You know, make sure they're, they're in there every week you know ideally you should be prospecting every day if it's half an hour an hour a day if you want to do it in bigger chunks fine but make sure it's in your diary and it doesn't move don't find an excuse to not do it you know which it's easy to do you know i've done it we've all fallen you know we've all fallen foul of it it's easy to do get them you know them key things that you have to do in there and prospecting is one of them and when you're following up a lot of people they'll follow up once and that's it they'll leave it alone it can take a lot longer than that at times. You know, people do have other stuff going on. People are busy, you know, and you need to make sure that that follow-up is, you know, consistent and you keep doing it because it will take more than one follow-up. One key thing as well to mention when you are talking about people is um, keeping the back of your mind curiosity. Keep asking questions. Keep looking to understand. You know, you, you're wanting to pull your client in. You're not wanting to push your sale onto them like the should we say the traditional um, double glazing salesman, car salesman, you know, it's not about that. It's about pulling them in and understanding their needs. And then when you're talking about your value, you know, you can hit their objectives. You can pick out one or two of them things that you're offering and you, you'll hit them keynotes once you understand that from that curiosity that you've shown. A couple of follow-up questions from uh, from that. Firstly, are there good follow-ups and bad follow-ups and, and what I mean is is it as simple as you know you might have uh, emailed a proposal to someone um, and you follow up with them a week later just to say um, just just wanted to touch base with you on this have you had any thoughts about it would you like to chat and then maybe a week later again email them again um, with pretty much the same sort of thing does, does it is it literally just a matter of those points of contact or do they need to be well thought out in terms of how you go back to someone yeah, it needs to be more well thought out. There's got there's got to be a method behind what you're doing and make sure you know the business to start off with. That's the key one. It's hard to put something in place over here because it depends on the business, depends on what you're selling and, and yep. your customer bases. And it's how you're following up as well. There's different ways to do it for the different methods, you know, whether it's phone, it, you know, there's, there's different techniques you can use through that as well. Don't be afraid to ask for something as well as part of it and one thing we always say if you are speaking to somebody and you've got that communication and they you feel like they're diverting or pushing you away make sure you come off 
that call, that email with, make sure I come off that call, that email with an action, whether it's a meeting, ideally face-to-face, three o'clock Tuesday, or it's a follow-up phone call, give them a time, give them a date, send them an invite. So make sure there's something that's going to be happening. Okay. Is there, is there anything that you'd recommend in terms of a way of managing that? Because I, I can imagine some people are maybe a little bit chaotic in the way that they approach their, their following up. Some people probably use some very good software that, that, that kind of does it, almost automates it. What, what, uh, have you got any kind of thoughts on that or, or even any recommendations? Individuals are different in the way that they work. You know, I'm quite methodical in the way I work and I have a structure and I'm quite organised. Some people are like that, but you need something that triggers a reminder and it it needs to work for you, Mm -hmm. you know, how you work. It could be that some people work in CRMs, you know, and you can get some very good ones, very cheap. You know, at the minute, some of them are even free for the basic level, but, but that can still set up the cadence. That's down to how well the user uses it. You know, you get the right information in, and you send it upright, then it will work for you. It may just be as simple as having it in your Outlook calendar. Most people have Outlooks, and just setting reminders in there, you know. But when you do that initial task, make sure you've got that follow-up action in place at the same time. Otherwise, you'll tend to find other stuff will will take over, and you'll forget to do it. Yeah. Follow-up's got to be done in a timely manner. You know, you leave it too long, then that lead's got colder and colder to where it's frozen. Okay, so it needs to be done. And is this is it is it important enough that you know you kind of talked about putting time aside every day? Should this be you know half eight nine o'clock entry till ten in the calendar every day first thing of the day because that's where your sales are going to come from? Yes, and it's I would always recommend you do it first thing on the morning. Mm-hmm. Don't go on social media. Don't open your emails. Anything that's going to distract you and potentially give you an excuse not to do it. Don't do it. Mm-hmm. So you start in date, go on and do it at the start. Get it out of the way then. And then there's a, there's a phrase called um, eat the frog. And that that's that's where this is based on. And it does work. So you get in there, you get it done. And then your rest of your day is a lot better because you've got, you know, a big task of the day out of the way straight away. So, you know, you've, from a, a men- mental point of view, you've, you've got that buzz about you for the rest of the day. Cause you've got that out of the way and you're not worrying about it for the rest of the day. Okay. That's a great tip. Brilliant. Thank you. Do you have a fourth tip for us? Just a couple of things really is, and it's not a full tip because you can see from this as well, a lot of what I'm getting at is we need to go out and sell more. Yeah. You know, that's what it is. We're in these times we need to go sell more, you know, and that might be understanding your audience, your markets, and it may be, can you take your product to a different market, to a different audience? You know, you need to look at that. But the other two is keep upskilling yourself don't stop learning you're always learning and there's a number of different ways to do it you can do that through you know yes there's paid courses there's people that can help you but if that's out of reach there's a lot of stuff on google there's a lot of, you know freebie stuff and there's plenty of gurus on there that put tips out and the rest of it at sales geek we have uh, an app sales geek hub app and that's free um, okay. It can be upgraded, but there's a lot of free content on there around podcasts, a couple of minutes, a little short, selling tips and things like that. So there's a lot of material out there that you can use. Keep learning all the time. So something you can learn there that could help you in this journey to sell more. And the last one is keep motivated. You know, you've got to keep motivated. You've got to keep yourself going. You've got to, you know, always look on the positive side of things. It is hard when you, you know, especially in smaller businesses, you have your peaks, you have your troughs, you have your your good days, you have your bad days, you know, but you've got to keep motivated all the way and, and keep consistent. 
consistency is key brilliant i think some really good practical stuff there that people can um can take away and, and put into action and um, finally just just a word on 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 sales geek then tell us tell us a little bit about um about sales geek and a bit about what you do um sales geek so sales geek have been going since 2017 and we've been helping small businesses grow there's over 20 sales geeks now now in the country who have all come from similar background to myself and have come out of the corporate world for you know similar reasons who want to go into smes and help them grow there's a number of different ways we can do that but we've got a proven track record of doing it and we've had some amazing results of when the businesses grow and that's going in as a part-time sales director from as little as three um, three hours a month up to several days depending on the budgets of the business depending on you know how quick they want to accelerate up but we do it a little bit different because we do it on a monthly monthly retainer so it's not just come in tell you what to do it'll come back in a month that monthly retainer we're working a 30-day rolling contract with it but what we do is we're always available We'll be on the phone. You can bounce stuff off us. We'll, be, you know, and we'll also be holding them accountable in between the periods they're there, there, because we take on the responsibility of the numbers as right. well. We are sales directors. You know, that's what we're about. So we'll keep pushing them for it as well. And on, on the side of that as well, we also do sales training. We do that bespoke within the businesses. So as biggest client out of HQ is Panasonic. Mm-hmm. We deal a lot in the in the SME world, going in and putting in bespoke programs. But we also do open courses, which I will be pushing some out next year. It's one thing I've noticed in the local area is there's not a lot available for the micro small businesses. So I'm going to be looking at some. Well, I've already got my place. I'll, I'll be advertising them back in this year, hopefully. So multi-cohort sessions, open sessions or coaching, even just to build your strategy or proposition as well. Okay. Sounds good, Brill. Um, if anyone wants to find out more about SalesGeek or, or even get in touch with, with you, what's the, the best way for them to do that? Best way to do it um, is check out his website, which is salesgeek.co.uk or um, drop me an email at Hayden, H-A-Y-D-E-N dot Fox, F-O-X at salesgeek.co.uk or just connect with me on LinkedIn. If you search for Hayden SalesGeek, then I'll be on there. Brilliant. That's fantastic. Thank you, Hayden. Some really good tips and um, appreciate that. Thank you for your time. No, thank you. It's been good.